0: The scriptures tell us that we are saviors on Mount Zion. That is true, but we also need to make sure we're relying on the Savior. And we're going to talk about the fine line between how to do that. This is the Fathers Who Fight podcast. Welcome to episode 35 of the Fathers Who Fight podcast. Woohoo! (laughs) Hello, Lloyd. How are you doing?
1: Great. How are you, Rob?
0: I'm doing all right, thanks. I'm happy to be with you again, with our listeners once again. And we are fathers banding together to strengthen one another in following Jesus Christ and resisting the enemy of our souls by living eternal warrior principles. Our Savior Jesus Christ. We're going to focus on Him tonight, as we should always, but tonight especially yep. right yep. <laughs> but before we do that it's been a couple weeks and so let's review what our challenge was from last time and see how our progress
1: was so our challenge last time was to go through conference talks and work on something that touches you pick something out from a conference talk and work on it and for me it was to um, have the Holy Ghost in my life more and it's been an interesting ride. Um, I mean, <laughs> I work on this quite a bit, and so it wasn't really a new thing for me. Yeah. Um, but it's important to me. And so when they talked about it in general conference, it highlighted it even more. I found the last couple weeks that um, the biggest things that Holy Ghost has been telling me is like, time to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> shut up. Be quiet. You don't have to be negative. You don't have to dwell on this. You don't have to say this comment that's in your head. You just shut up. And <laughs> the Holy Ghost says shut up, huh? <laughs> well, in my head. I don't know about <laughs> in everybody else's head. But <laughs> well, I <laughs> think that, uh, God's
0: God speaks to us in the way we understand it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's... My translation of the feeling that the Holy Ghost has given me? <laughs> Probably. But, um, but yeah, it's helped to bite my tongue and keep myself in a good place. Like the, we've been taught to stand in holy places. I've been doing that by not going to those negative places. And the easiest way for me to not go there is to keep my mouth quiet. Hmm. <laughs> so. Good for you. for you, Rob? Um, what was your specifics?
0: Yeah, mine was focusing on making our home a place of serenity and security. Uh-huh. And I, for me, one of my main goals has been to make sure that we are having our family devotional every day. Um, done pretty well. Definitely not perfect. But I also need to... Um, it became glaringly obvious the other day that I need to do better at making our home a, a place of security. And, and by that, I don't mean uh, increasing my arsenal of weapons, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: at least not physical weapons.
1: <laughs> or the cameras and uh, yes. the alarms and stuff. Huh?
0: That's right. We're, um, for me, it's uh, making our home a place of emotional security and mm-hmm doing a better job at being the type of husband that my wife can trust k- implicitly or not that's not the right word uh what's the right word unconditionally how about that <laughs> and um yeah so i uh, through some things that happened the other day i realized that um, i've still got a ways to go there but I look forward to going into the mountain, as it were, and uh, calling on God and getting His help and knowing how to do that.
1: That sounds (laughs) awesome.
0: So, uh, hopefully it's going well for you listeners, and uh, we'd love to hear how it's going. So, email us at org and let us know, because we're all in this together.
1: Yep, we are.
0: Hopefully, our measly little, measly little podcast is uh, giving you some strength and, and giving you some ideas on what you can do to help improve your life and your family's lives.
1: Yeah, well, that kind of leads to um, this week's topic. One of the questions I get asked, have been asked a lot um, over the years, I'm thinking of an example in particular, I was talking to a mother about, she was concerned about several of her boys, and they were older and I don't even know what the issue was. This had nothing to do with life-changing services. We were at a church event, and we just got talking. And as we were talking, a talk came to mind, a conference talk. It's by Dieter F. Utdorf, and pull it up. It's, I've heard of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's called The talk is called, He Will Place You on His Shoulders and Carry You Home. Hmm. And it's from April of 2016. And Sorry,
0: before you go into that, can I tell you a little bit about um, an experience I had meeting him? Oh, sure. So, this was when I was a missionary, and it was well, years ago, and he was yeah. <laughs> still a 70 uh-huh. uh, at the time. Uh, well, no, what was it? 25 years ago? Yeah, something like that. He was still a 70. And he, came, he was uh, in the Europe East Area Presidency, uh-huh. and he came to our, I think it was our zone, I don't think it was just our district, I think he came to our zone, and, and he and his wife were there and gave us some, uh, you know, some instruction and, and spent some time with us. And you know how sometimes people talk about how seeing, uh, seeing uh, somebody, they have a glow around mm-hmm. them, you know, somebody who's filled with the Spirit? I've having gone to BYU and and run into other apostles and things like that, nobody has had that glow ever that I've met before more than he did. I mean, he just radiated love. He radiated the spirit. He radiated the gospel. It just, I mean, it just shone around him. And so I was just super impressed by him, and and honestly, I I had the feeling like uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was called as an apostle someday. Yeah, so sure enough, it happened. But <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just just because of you know he, he emanated what we try to try to be.
1: Exactly. I've actually met him myself as well, both cool. he and his wife. Mine was a little different experience. Um, I used to be a cabinet maker. Hmm. and the company I was working for, I was visiting the showroom one day delivering some supplies, and he and his wife were in there ordering cabinets for their oh, house. Wow. <laughs> and the salesman who was talking to him says, Well, here, Lloyd, talk to these guys. You're, they said, This is the guy who's going to build your cabinet, so why don't you have him explain to you the options for... They were talking about the um, door style that they wanted. Nice. And um, So, yeah, that was kind of a fun little experience. Yeah. Again, this was when he was a 70, before he was an apostle. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to
0: often talk uh, cabinets with the <laughs> general authorities. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: But yes, he's very genuine, very wonderful. Yeah. Both he and his wife are people. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. People. So, what from that particular talk stuck out to you?
1: The thing that I love, I, we could go way into this talk, but let's <laughs> skip to the important part. He talks about the um, parable of the lost sheep, and he says that the when you read that, it says talks about leaving the ninety and nine and going to find the one, and he says that most of us think that that means that we are supposed to go. <laughs> find the lost one. And he says, and that's not wrong. He says, but I have another thought. These are my words, obviously. I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) He says, I think another way this can be looked at is that the Savior will leave the 99. Jesus Christ will leave the 99 and go after the one. Mm -hmm. And he spends the rest of the talk talking about So what do we have to do to be found? What's our part Mm -hmm. to be rescued? Do we just sit around and wait for the Savior to come rescue us? What do we need to do to get rescued? And to me, the part that is so powerful in that talk is that, yes, the Savior has a plan to save every one of us, absolutely every one. Now, obviously, God's not going to force anyone to heaven, and so there is something we have to do. We have to reach out to him. And President Neubdorf talks about how we do that. But to me, the powerful thing was, is God has a plan to save every one of his children if they will just cooperate. And so as I was talking to this mom, and as I've talked to a number of people over the years, um, this point is very comforting and so powerful, to me anyway, that God has a plan to save every one of us. Yes, He um, died on the cross. He suffered in the Garden of Gethsemane. But He will also continue to do whatever it takes, whether that's inspire somebody, whether it's to come put His arm around somebody and give them that comfort and love or whatever each of us need He has a plan, and that's not only for us, but for our children. And so um, a lot of times when I listen to moms, especially moms, but sometimes dads, talk about how worried they are about their child who has an addiction and what can they do to help. The first thing I want to say, at least especially today, is that recognize God has a plan. Our Savior has a plan. He's the one who's going to rescue them. And that reminds me of something that um, Karen Broadhead says quite often. She's the parent support specialist at Life Changing Services. She says, I need to recognize that my son has a Savior, and it's not me. (laughs) And she also says, my son has an enemy. And it's not him, and it's not me. It's Satan. There's one enemy and one Savior, and I'm not either one of those. (laughs) And so my job, our job as parents, as Karen teaches, is to not get in the way of the Savior's work, but we need to help him in his work uh, rather than trying to take over. This is the way I need to do it, God. I need it done now. You should answer my prayer. Are you listening to me? <laughs> <sighs> you know, uh, no, that's, he's so much wiser, so much smarter than us. We need to, God, he was your child first. What do you want me to do? How can I help? And that's, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was going to say that that's a powerful thought right there is remembering that it's, it's, heavenly father's children you know that yeah. we are entrusted with them they are our stewardship at this time and so as much as as well as we know them he knows them infinitely better yep and so yeah he's the source to go to 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 get the answers we need
1: yeah we're the helpers here we're not the bosses and the leaders in this yeah um journey of helping our kids go back to Heavenly Father, we're just the helpers. We're here to assist, assist Him in His work.
0: Right, and like we talked about last time, we shouldn't. President Nelson said to be not moved from yeah. that, from that uh, responsibility, that sacred exactly. responsibility.
1: Yeah, and so it's it's quite the journey. And um, one of the th- I recently read a book that. Uh, and Brighton's mentioned it before. He's the one who recommended the book to me. Uh, it's called The Anatomy of Peace by the Arbinger Institute. Hmm. But one of the main principles it teaches is uh, we need to spend the majority of our time working on helping things go right rather than correcting what is going wrong. Hmm. Now, for me, that's a huge shift because... Uh, I've been the guy who's always pointing out and saying everything that's going wrong. If you ask my kids, you can say that's the way I've been since the dawn of time. And <laughs> so it, it's uh, a battle to change that.
0: I've found that in myself too. Like for me, I, I just kind of take it for granted that things are going to go right. And so um, this, yeah, this is an area which I've, this caused me some reflection in the past that i need to do better at celebrating the good things that do happen because honestly we shouldn't take them for granted there's no guarantee that that our children are always going to make the right choices or whatever yeah um, and so so, yeah, i tend to I tend to just focus on, yeah, when something needs to be fixed to fix it, and then if something goes right, well, yeah, that's that's what's supposed to happen. So i, I yeah, I recognize that that's a a glaring weakness in me, so I appreciate your bringing that up.
1: That um, ties in with my challenge from last episode, as well as, well, let me put it tell a story. My daughter's really been struggling lately. She's um, had some major challenges some things that have scared the jeebers out of my wife and i so much so that we didn't dare respond without talking about it with our daughter's therapist to make sure that we respond properly because we're talking about great big scary stuff and it just so happened when the day we found out about all this stuff was the day her therapist went out of town for a week on vacation. (laughs) And so um, we didn't dare do anything. We just, okay, we'll just be on hold. And so we've been waiting for this week. And the funny thing is, my daughter stepped up to the plate all by herself without anybody saying, hey, you did this, you gotta fix it. She took care of business, and she made it happen. She did the right thing, and I'm so proud of her and so amazed by the mature decisions that she made and the hard effort and pain she went through to do what was right. And I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. Her and the Holy Ghost did it all by themselves. My wife didn't do anything but wait. And yet my daughter did it. And so I just, it hammers home the point to me of um, what President Newtdorf was saying, that God has a plan and he's actively working that plan. And so the question is, am I getting in the way? Am I stopping his plan from working? Because I'm jumping Mm. in, hey, you need to fix this. Uh, when God and the Holy Ghost are w- doing a better job than I ever could without me. And um, not saying that there's not a place for, our pa- for parents in their children's lives, otherwise we wouldn't be here. But um, yeah, it's a powerful story. And that reminds me of another talk I wanted to bring up, and that's um, by um, President Iring. Uh, this talk was from April 2019. The talk is called "A Home Where the Spirit of the Lord Dwells." That's right.
0: Going back to what you said before about what Karen says all the time about how our our children have a Savior, and we're not that we're not that person, and we're not the enemy either. Yeah. Um, he points out, President Irene points out that wise parents will be alert enough to notice the symptoms, uh, and he's talking about symptoms of of spiritual decline when they appear among their family members, they will of course be concerned, but they will know that the underlying cause is the influence of Satan trying to lead good people down a path to sin and thus to lose the influence of the Holy Ghost. So the wise parent will see that opportunity lies in leading each child. And themselves to accept more fully the Lord's invitation to come unto him.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, that's powerful.
1: And I love what he says um, to do about it. And it's not what you would normally expect. Because what he says to do about it, and again, I'm paraphrasing. He says, work on your own faith. Fix your own faith, increase your own faith, and lead by example. Yeah. And they will follow. Yeah. They will turn to, as as they see you exercise faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that, um, that will give them a desire to have that in their life. And as they seek that, then repentance and all the other things, humility and things that will naturally follow. Right, because there's all sorts of symptoms of
0: spiritual decline, he's, he's talking specifically about 4th Nephi, where the people who had enjoyed no kind of sin for a long period of time mm-hmm. all of a sudden started to decline. Well, not all of a sudden, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it came off. Yeah. So, he mentions pride and, and people stopping, uh, not sharing with each other, um, seeing themselves either above or below each other um, diminishing their faith in Christ and, and so on and so forth. So he says that you, these, you might see these symptoms. And so you might, again, this kind of goes back to our previous episode, uh, not the most previous one, but the one where we talked about, uh, changing their behavior, focusing uh-huh. on the doctrine focus instead of focusing on the behavior. Yeah. Cause you can, you know, maybe you can try and tell your child, Oh, you need to, you need to share, um, and you know that might only go so far, but he says that if you can teach them to build their faith in Jesus Christ, that's the key right there. And then, and then, yeah, like you said, um, they'll they'll learn that best by our example. Yep. And if we focus on our own faith in Jesus Christ, it will be much more effective than um, just teaching the idea of faith. They'll actually see it in action and see what faith in Jesus Christ means, and and then they'll want to uh, develop
1: that themselves. And, and back to the story that happened to me this past week. Do you think that that increased my faith to see that my daughter and the Holy Ghost worked this out and without me saying anything?
0: Mm. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Can I trust my Savior Jesus Christ, and that he's working the plan for my daughter? Absolutely. yeah, and so yeah, I think that what a testimony-building experience that is to recognize that God is working in my child's life. Can I ask
0: you a question. Yeah. do you has she recognized that, or
1: have you taken the time to point that out to her? I have not pointed it out to her but I am pretty sure that she just because of her actions and things she said yes that she recognizes that that's from God and God's yeah. with her and helping her.
0: Okay. Yeah, so she she's mentioned it herself. So yeah. Yeah, I mean no no need to point it out if she has recognized it herself. And so as great as it is for you to have your faith increased, how much greater is it that her faith has increased
1: yeah absolutely absolutely wonderful so parents i just want to say that have faith have hope you can trust our savior is there for your children i know he is i've seen it it's real and not just in my daughter's life but all sorts of people's lives I'm blessed to be in a place where I can see people change and do amazing things when they include our Savior and the Holy Ghost in everything they do, especially in the battle for their lives. And it's real. It's absolutely real. You can trust it.
0: Yeah. And in the in terms of uh, likening the scriptures to ourselves, President Eyring mentions the example of Alma the Younger, mm-hmm. where he... Um, needed to repent and uh so alma the elder uh he never lost hope he continued to pray he continued to to turn to god because he knew that it was only god who would be able to change his son and and he continued to teach obviously because alma the younger expresses that uh one day the the thought came to him uh you know, uh, concerning one Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> and he recognized all the bad things he had done, and so obviously there's no guarantee of when it will happen, but we can never stop trying, yep. and and there is always hope when Jesus Christ is involved. Yep. So, what can we take from this to uh, work on for the next couple of weeks as a challenge?
1: Well, I think the challenge is is to. Choose something that will build your own faith, whether that's just to have a desire and let that desire work in you, like um, Alma taught, or if you feel like you need to do something specific to build your faith, our challenge is to do something to help increase your faith.
0: Yeah, that could take on many, many forms. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I know a couple of years ago, President Nelson issued the challenge to uh, underline every scripture uh, about Jesus Christ as listed mm-hmm. in the topical guide. You know, for him, he became a different man is what he said. Uh-huh. And so, obviously, that's not something that can be done in two weeks unless you quit your job and don't do anything else. But
1: uh, <laughs> Well, it took me about 16 months
0: yeah when we gave, <laughs> gave us
1: three to do it it took me a lot longer
0: yeah it took me a long time too so but that's uh, but definitely um focusing on him helps increase faith in him yep. so anyway, that's let the spirit guide you in in what you decide to do i i think for me i I alluded to it earlier, but uh, Maurice harker the founder of Life Changing Services, he talks about um, the man in the mountain, how you need to, sometimes you need to take time and just go to God and focus on what you need to work on and, and get direction from Him and don't come down from the mountain until until you have that answer. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more to it. That, that we don't have time to go into it, but but uh, for me, I, I need to Spend a little more time in the mountain, as it were, focusing on uh, getting help from God, and 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 I know that uh, as I as I put that into practice, that uh, I, I look forward to to my faith being increased. I, I'm already anticipating the uh, the result, uh, at least as far as that goes, uh, the the result of increased faith in Jesus Christ. I don't know what all the answers and uh, uh-huh. you know, what I'm going to get, but I I do. Uh, it is, it is going to be an exercise in faith for me. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but uh, for what it's worth, that's what I'm going to work on. <laughs>
1: Sounds awesome.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for joining us, friends, listeners, fathers, and anyone else. And uh, so, again, you're welcome to email us anytime at fatherswhofightatlifechangingservices.org to share with us your successes and challenges, as well as ask us any questions you might have um, that we might be able to share with you from our past experiences. And of course, in our in our show notes, we have links uh, as far as how to uh, find life-changing services and, and the many things that we offer there. Uh, in addition to this podcast, we uh, uh, marriage repair help. Um, we mentioned it before, but uh, Maurice is doing a, a spiritual psychology masterclass mm-hmm. right now. And uh, I've, I've heard... Some wonderful things come out of that. Um, So there's lots of opportunities to learn and grow in faith and learn and grow in becoming a better father and husband. So we invite you to go to lifechangingservices.org and check out what we have to offer. And so we'll give you a couple weeks to do that, and we'll catch you in a couple weeks on the next episode of the Fathers Who Fight podcast.